Now, are we going to keep that or that video oh. thing? No, we'll get it out. Folks, I'm talking to you today. And you know what? I appreciate your patience with me. I do. Oh, wow. We've had that two-minute intro <laughs> for so long before you get to hear anything. And people out here, I love the podcast. I just have to hit fast forward 15 seconds eight times. And then, bam! People say that? No, I just oh, made that yeah, up because, because I got tired of it. <laughs> I don't even listen to the podcast, and I'm sick of fast-forwarding. So there you go. Yeah, that's how but it works. You, see, the challenge becomes, how do we then thank our sponsors? I think you should say thank you. Like Parallax. Yeah. You know Parallax, right? I love them. You do? Do you use them? No. But they're good people. Do you notice the awkward silence? <laughs> yes, I did. It was just a couple of seconds, but for me, that's like two hours. Mm. Parallax is awesome. You need them. Just just go hire them. Okay. They're friends of mine. I don't get a kickback. I, well, okay. Maybe a small one. <laughs> it's not a kickback. It's it's an upfront payment. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point. Their stuff is good. Mm. It's going to help you run your operations. Gene, there's some stuff going on in the world of web services. Did you know that? There, I hope so. People are selling their shops. Really? They're trying to. How do you do that? Well, I'm here to tell you, it's not as easy as some people will tell you it is. No, I would imagine not. I'm here to tell you, some people tell you. I, I wish I could speak as well as I write. I need an editor in my brain mm. as the words come out. Some of us do. Here's, here's the thing, Gene. You may have heard that it's been kind of hard to run a shop over the past couple of years. I've yeah, heard that. I've heard that from a few people. I mean, you've had to supplement your income with this podcast. <laughs> and that's going really well. It is, man. Thanks to you might just shut, You might just shut down period three because... <laughs> a professional bureau podcaster. You have got it. You, you are rocking it. <laughs> no, I mean, look back at the episodes that we've had. Read, read the issues of the newsletter. Wow, we got so much work, but we can't hire anybody. Oh my God, we're losing our core team. How are we going to get this work done? It's like, it's such a struggle. And a few things I want to share today. One is um, around the, the idea of using brokers to sell your shop. And I mm -hmm. think if you get a reputable broker, it can be great. But I think like anything, like, like coaches, brokers, consultants, there are a handful of really good ones and a shit ton of charlatans. I, can, I think that right? would probably be an area where it would be. More the latter. And I looked up the word charlatans and I am using it properly. That's a I first. Know that. That's a first snake oil salesperson, I think, is unfair to the snakes. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. So it's, um, I had this conversation with David Baker. You know, if, if you don't know who David is, Two Bob's podcast, amazing. He's got a book, The Business of Expertise, which is stellar. I've read it a couple of times now because it, it's just, he's not uh, sponsoring, by the way. But, but buy his book because, damn it, <laughs> the man deserves more people to buy his book. Um, I'm pretty sure I borrowed a copy. Okay, whatever. Mm. <laughs> no, but um, there, there's more opportunity right now than ever for a broker hmm. to get in 
and talk with owners who are kind of on the ropes. You know, okay. they've been trying to get their shops going. They don't, I think based on what I'm seeing, right. And, and I have a different perspective than a lot of people because I, mm -hmm. I watch conversations with hundreds of shops and I talk to dozens each month. I think we are kind of starting to get out of this. People are starting to see things settle down. People are taking jobs. Some roles are still harder to fill. Some roles are being filled with less seasoned people, but they mm -hmm. will get there. Um, and there are uh, some folks who are just like, you know what? There's never been a better opportunity to sell. I hear people are getting 10 to 12 times, you know, the worth. And depending on how you evaluate it with EBITDA or, or whatever you're looking at there, most people are really getting four to seven times that, that, which is still great, but there are people out there saying it's 10 to 12. There, there, there are people who are, you got to be careful. How does that work, man? Like, how, does, how do you, how do you, are you get, ask me about math? How do you get 10 times? Like what, what are you talking about? Okay. So, so when you get your shop evaluated, there are all these different metrics that happen, right? right. It's like, how much recurring revenue do you have? How much turnover is there in that? How much of your business is single projects? You know, all this type of stuff. If you have a lot of recurring revenue, then you'll get a higher multiple oh, on sure. the value. Okay. Right. If you, yeah. <laughs> what? No, if you're going to interrupt, interrupt me, fucking say something. I okay. figured it out. <laughs> So, that was so aggressive. Oh my God. Did you see that? That was amazing. Hey, if y'all are listening on audio, check it out on YouTube because I just about punched this guy through the screen while he's drinking his damn latte. Uh, you can try. <laughs> oh, I could punch you. <laughs> Maybe. And I can run, not that fast, but for a long I, way. You will have a tough time catching me. Bro, I will never catch you. I'm trying. <laughs> so, anyway, just I guess the thing I'm trying to get to is. It's a feeding frenzy right now hmm. for brokers and other people who are going to get a piece of selling your organization. And I think there are some, some good brokers out there. Um, I think that there are a lot who are riding this wave mm -hmm. and then they're going to shift. Right. And, and I even, I was supposed to have a call with somebody who had found one of the more popular ones. And, you know, I have to, I have to acknowledge that that call got canceled about five minutes before it was supposed to happen and never got rescheduled. There was no reason why there was nothing. And yeah, it annoyed me. So I'm taking on the whole industry, you know? Okay. Everybody's <laughs> no, here's the thing. I know some people who've gone through brokers ones, ones that I like and ones that I'm questioning. Um, and they got through the other side, but what happens is you get in there and you're promised the stars and the moon. Right. And then oh, well, we weren't aware of this. You know, that's going to have to, we're going to have to scale back a little. And where a lot of shops are selling in, in like three months to six months, there's also a, a fee that you pay to mm. be taken on. Of course. Um, that fee two or three years ago was around 500 bucks to a thousand bucks a month. Now it's up to 5,000 bucks a month. Um, I'm sure it's different. I know it's different across different people that are helping out. Um, but I guess the thing that's getting me is a lot of times people were just getting worn down and you enter that process, people are going to know. So now you're, you you kind of hit this point of no return hmm. because your team knows or other people in the industry may know. And so you get there and you just, you get exhausted and you just, you let them just beat you down. And I guess that's the thing I wanted to do today. This whole, this whole episode is a hot take to just say, 
take a breath. You don't necessarily have to sell. And if you do want to sell, you don't have to go through a broker. You probably do need a consultant. You need a good lawyer. You need a good CPA. You need somebody who understands valuation. Um, but it's also, it's a buyer's market right now. So it's just like the housing market, right? It's like, it, it's going to be, well, that's a seller's market. I got that wrong, Gene. It's yeah, the exact yeah. opposite of the housing market. I'm just on both. I'm on the wrong side of both. Mm, you're screwed. That's what's, I'm, I am done. Um, but I guess that, that's it. And I know I'm, I'm coming in here all well, like, guns blaring, but I just, I want people to realize, enter with caution. Any relationship where somebody is going to make money off of you selling something. Well, take a second. So if you buy commercial property or you buy a house, you go mm -hmm. through a broker and they're licensed. There's a governing board of people. They have to take a test. They have to go to classes. They have to get all this stuff. Is that the same in the business? Is it basically just a lawyer calling themselves a broker? Like how does that, how does that, that machination work? I don't think there, I, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think there's any licensing mechanism yeah, so, for selling somebody I mean, else's business. I don't, I don't see how there could be. That's why I asked that question. So, you, I mean, Ooh. like like I could just call myself a broker. Yeah, you could, and you'll probably get a few calls this afternoon. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I think that's important to keep in mind. That's like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> are they even a lawyer? Are they even an accountant? Like, who is this person? Where, what is their history, right? So yeah. if you look at somebody who say has been in the digital services space for a long time and they really understand it, maybe they had a shop and they sold it mm -hmm. and they did well, you know, and then they've decided that they want to help others do that. Okay. That's one path into it. Sure. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a good path. You've got the experience, you know what it feels like, you know, you want to help others. Um, then there are people who were a coach who like, tagged on mm -hmm. broker because they saw an opportunity. And, and this is the type, and it's not always just a coach. Um, sometimes it's, it could have been a broker in another industry. It could have been. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, what I'm being exposed to now that I've, I've been to some of these broker sites and I've signed up for some of these newsletters is it is a nonstop um, just flow of sending metrics <laughs> out of shop. Um, yeah, that sounds know, like a good giveaway. They're this big. They have this much recurring. This is the space they're in. You know, this type of thing. But it, it's so many um, that it's exhausting. And, mm -hmm. and I think the reason it's so many is it's, it's like any level. I mean, it's a numbers game for them. Right. You know, right. the more people they can get signed up, the more monthlies they're going to have. Mm -hmm. Right. The more that they can sell, some some are taking up to ten percent huh. of the purchase price too, um, and all of this is stuff that gets negotiated after you start. I, I've talked to almost fifteen shop owners right now. Some who pulled the plug and didn't end up selling. Some who mm. went all the way through the process. Um, I just I I it's like we need a public service announcement, you know that it, it's you know seller beware <laughs> because. Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stories out there right a now. Lot, there's a lot there, man. Have you ever have you ever sold anything? That you uh, nothing in my whole life. I've never sold a damn thing, and um, except you, I sold you on doing this podcast and editing it. So thank you for that. I got um, screwed. You um, did. 
multiple times. No, I meant like any anything you've created in terms of business. Yeah, I, I did try. Um, and you know this story, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share names. Um, but I was at a point where mm. I was out of love with engine. Um, I was exhausted. I had people I was trying to take care of, and mm -hmm. something showed up that was too good to be true. And well, I just ex ignored all my senses <laughs> and made a choice to move forward with it. And in the end, I ended up upside down a couple hundred thousand bucks because I trusted somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and that's on me. I, I, that person didn't necessarily deserve my trust. Uh, I was in a vulnerable moment. And that's what I'm mm -hmm. seeing. I, I think that's, you just nailed it. That's part of why this is so emotional for me mm -hmm. is because I know there are other owners out there right now who are in that emotional moment. And yeah, you just, you got to take a breath. If, if you are going to go with a broker, shop multiple brokers. And get um, you a, call get me you a bag. Like, yeah. Call Carl. Like his number is yeah, four seven. No, just get you a battle buddy too. Like, get somebody to like stay up late and talk to or something. You know, like get somebody that's going to look out for you. It's going to have your back. I mean, I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but like, man, if if you're yeah, if you're getting something that's like sounds too good to be true, you need a sounding board and a person to just be like, what yeah. does this feel like to you? And that per uh, if they're a good person, they'll say like, sounds like horseshit. You know, they'll tell you that. Yeah. And a lot of the, the, the stories that I'm hearing are very much a, you, you need them. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to make this happen without them. Right. That they're going to get you the best. They're going to take care of everything for you. And that's the way that it starts. And then, like I mentioned over time, you get whittled down until you just give up and right. say, I just want it to be over with. That makes sense. Um, and and it, it's painful. It's like any, it's like a long drawn out, beat down sales process. Mm -hmm. Um, but that said, there are some people, I mean, I, I was just watching somebody say that they were closing their shop today. I saw that too. Yeah. And it was, um, it's one of those where you see it and you're like, you know what? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't know the individual's, uh, situation. I don't know, like, financial or family or whatever. I don't know any of that stuff, but I know that it felt like the right decision for that person. Yeah. And as much as it was just a really quick post and some other people gathering around, I mean, that, that's one of the things that's beautiful about the Bureau, especially even in the Slack is where somebody's having a bad day and people jump in to help, you know? Um, but I don't know that this was a bad day. I think even the way that it was stated, it was like, I'm so ready to get to the other side. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. But anyway, um, I think there are a lot of legitimate reasons for selling. I think being burned out is a, is a perfectly good one. But I also think, you know, and this is something that, I mean, there, there are people in the community. Like if you, if you look at uh, Mark O'Brien over at Newfangled, he bought Newfangled. He was an employee. The owner wanted out. Um, actually, mm -hmm. David Baker was the one who facilitated that whole thing. And so I think there are ways that you can continue the company without it getting kind of taken to a chop shop, right? And um, and let somebody inside take over. And and it's yeah, it's the buyout might take a little bit longer, but but I think there are ways to do it like that. Or another great uh, story that I heard recently. It's an individual shop. It's a it's a it's one person, but they've got kind of like an umbrella where they've got different freelancers that are hiring to come in. 
Um, it's a model a lot of people do, uh, and they happen to be good friends with somebody who was running an advertising agency that didn't have a very strong digital presence. And they were able to, you know, they added a lot of value for that buyer. Right, right. A lot of people would look at them and say, mm, yeah, your numbers are great, but it's just you. Mm-hmm. And you can't guarantee anything. And I bet a broker would have walked away from that right away. But that person is getting a really high multiple. And you know why? Because they found the person who needed to buy what they had built. Mm-hmm. And I think that's getting that's getting lost. Nobody is looking... Okay, I'm, I'm making a broad generalization here, but I firmly believe it. <laughs> um, I, I don't think when you end up in these big, like, buffets, <laughs> which is what it feels like, right? It's it's like suddenly there's a Zillow for buying a web shop <laughs> to see all of these yeah. like, shops out there. You have no idea kind of the DNA. You have no idea what went into them. Right. You just know numbers. Right. And most shops, when they're acquired, at the end of three years, I've heard, and five years, I've heard. But after that time frame, none of the original people are still there. Makes sense. Yeah, you got acquired into uh, another culture, mm-hmm. and and you're just you're tired. But everybody listening, I know I'm kind of all over the place here. And Gene is just looking at me like, should I call the police? Are you okay? <laughs> um, just take a breath. That's good. You know, really think about this. If you spent five years, 10 years, 20 years building this, don't decide in one week that you're going to listen to somebody else who doesn't know you at all mm-hmm. and really is just looking to load up their portfolio so that they have a better chance of making some bank. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, man. <sighs> Either that or we should just start a brokerage. <laughs> And hey, you know what? And we'll give 10% back. Wait. And keep 90. 90? Yeah, baby. That's how that works. What kind of brokerage are you running? A broker bridge. I'm going to make you broker. That Oh, that's really good. That's in there. You like that? You Be like careful. That? Be careful. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. Damn. <laughs> have you but ever? It was kind of funny. Put yourself on the other side, though. Have you ever, have you ever acquired any, any other company or anything? No. No? Um, what about the Bureau? Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to set you up. That softball hit you right in the face. I don't even know. I'm like one of those dogs on TikTok. The, the ball just hit them, and they're like, why did you throw that to me? What, what, what is day that? is it? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yes, I did. I acquired the Bureau. And you know what? That was a totally different situation. Um, so, you know... Greg Hoy mm-hmm. wanted to reboot Happy Cog, mm-hmm. and he knew he couldn't do bo- both. He couldn't do booth. Booth. <laughs> Suddenly, like a weird English Canadian. He could do booth. He couldn't do booth. <laughs> and so I knew. I mean, we were we were going through something with my family, and I knew that I had to either reboot Engine or make the bureau really mm-hmm. where I could live and, and so take care of everybody. And so it was a very gracious, um, and yeah. So so I acquired it. But I don't think I went through any kind of, I mean, there was no valuation. There was no, it, we looked at what the actual assets of the organization mm-hmm. were. We looked at. You did um, your own valuation. Pretty much. Yeah. He, he said, what about this? And I said, sounds good. <laughs> you know, and that, that was kind of the whole deal. <laughs> Wait, you know, what there, there was a piece of paper. I found <laughs> it the other day. Uh, and there was, you know, and, and the other thing was the terms were so great. Like I, I, 
bought um I bought it from Greg over the course of I want to say a year or maybe two years. So so it was like super chill. But I, I bring that up because you can you can acquire another business, you can acquire a, a company, you could sell your company, and it doesn't have to be so like legally and like complicated, you know? I mean, you pulled it off. I mean, what, yeah. like, when you think about what was what was Greg's alternative to just stop? Um, I mean, or go through a process like that where it's like all this shit and figuring stuff out with some stranger, you know? I mean, you can you can do this stuff. Yeah, I mean, so so that's that's what it is, right? I guess this this is the ultimate part of what rubs me wrong about this. Um, every owner I've ever met has put so much of their heart mm-hmm. into the organization. And then if they decide they want to merge with another organization, like we call them bureau babies and we've had a half dozen, um, where a new organization comes out of two existing ones and oh, well, right. that, didn't, that didn't sound good. And, uh, that ain't no baby. But it's it's two people who like the way the others were operating. They right. they saw where together they would be stronger mm-hmm. and they made that decision. Or it may have been a small shop that knew they'd be able to do more stuff with the larger one. Um, you know, it, it, there, there's some great people in the community like Andy Graham, uh, Dusty Gullison, mm-hmm. uh, others who have done a lot of these acquisitions. And so we maybe we get some of them on the show to talk about it. Somebody who's a little I, more experienced versus just a little upset. I, I think it'd be great to talk to Andy in particular. I mean, I know she's just recently acquired a couple yeah. of businesses. Yeah. And I mean, and that to me, I think the way that she looks at it is not just a, hey, we'll now have these tools in our toolbox, mm-hmm. but it's we'll have this add to our culture. Mm-hmm. We'll have these other people. And, you know, those things don't always work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if if you're looking at it, I think. There are a lot of options other than just selling as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's it. I just don't think most of the brokers that I've seen, read about, or talked to, with, with a handful of exceptions, um, they don't really seem invested in the individual or the legacy. Maybe they can't because there's just too many numbers. There's just too many coming through. That's probably something to look at, too, is this broker is reaching out to you like, do they sell other like do they sell gas stations? You know, do they sell like <laughs> dentist office. I mean, or they or they do they only work in this industry? Like, or did they did or they, they use whatever? Like, what, like, what's the history? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did they sell a car dealership to somebody else, and now they're like, hey, I can do a marketing agency or a web firm? Like, what? I mean, what's the what are we doing here? <laughs> well, and the thing is, it only takes doing it once or twice successfully, or being able to frame it sure successfully. Um, for that to happen. But you know what? I'm, I'm looking up and we're 23 minutes in and I swear to God, I don't know a word I've said because it's been <laughs> raw emotion today. Just like, just like coming through it. But um, I, I think if you're on, if, if you're out there and you're thinking now is the best time for me to sell and I'm ready, I, you know, it could be, for example, I'm 54, right? So if, if you look at other people who are still running shops, they're in their sixties and mm-hmm. That is a transition that's going to happen if you want it to or not. So there are times yeah. where you absolutely have to. There are right. people, but 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 like anything, I, I'll I'll say like getting a line of credit. Right, you want to get a line of credit when you don't need it. 
that's the key. It's mm-hmm. like when you've got the money and the bank won't see the risk, mm-hmm. that's when you do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to sell your shop, you need to do it when it's not urgent, when right. your shop is doing great. Like if, if you're thinking at some point in the future, in the next five years, I really want to go ahead and sell the shop, make sure it's on a, an up note. Yeah. You know, um, it'll be That's better for point. you, better for the team, better for everybody. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, then, if that was a great point, I don't know why we're still talking. Uh, I'm not. I think that was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to, um, the newsletter this week was on this and it was, it, it was a little more organized and thought, uh, than kind of what I'm spewing out here right now. Um, but we're going to, we're going to have another issue or two on it and really not just the kind of seller beware part, but also, you know, what kind of broker, what do you look for in a broker? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's, that's what the next issue will be about. It's just like, how do you know that you've got a reputable broker? And the easiest way is that it's a referral from somebody you know and trust who had a good experience. Solid. Um, yeah. Solid. All right. So that issue's done. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> Gene, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Should we sell the podcast? Uh, how much do I get? I, I will give you a solid 50%. Ooh, let's sell it. No, no, we just start another one up. Well, we might have a non-compete. You know, we're pretty pretty good at this. (laughs) All right, Gene. All right, man. Let's call it for the day, everybody. Please support your local Parallax. And we'll be back here next week. Sounds good. I won't be as angry. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I will. (laughs) I I have, I have all faith. (laughs) 